Beatrice had effectively ditched her slippers miles ago, strategically too, of course, buried them in deep mud so the bloodhounds couldn't track them. She would admit the king's resources were just as extensive as he had told her they would be. Still, she had more than a few tricks up her sleeve. You can't just go and attempt an assassination and a kidnapping and not plan for every angle, including escape. Only, this was not an attempt, nor was this run through the midnight forest an escape. This was all one grand plan the dense brain of the king and his men couldn't dream to comprehend, much less predict. Beatrice could still hear the footfalls of horses and dogs barreling after her. Still, she paused. Edith, where are you? She whispered into the shadows of the trees above her. To the untrained ear, a bird call would have called back. But Beatrice knew better. She grinned, sauntering over to a great oak. She whistled back, up into the wind. The magic had taken a time to get used to, but tonight she welcomed it over her body, let it coat her and lift her from the leaf litter into the air higher and higher until she was level with a more than familiar face. Edith stood like a statue on the highest branch of the tree, hand outstretched, pouring magic from her fingertips. She too was smiling as she lowered Beatrice beside her. Her maroon-red cloak shimmered in the moonlight, her kind face dancing with joy. He's coming? She embraced Beatrice. Barely behind me. Beatrice laughed quietly, and the girls leaned down. Sure enough, torchlight could be seen dancing through the shadows. You brought it, didn't you? Oh, I knew you didn't trust me, Edith laughed, sending a teasing grin toward her friend. She reached behind her, brandishing a bow and a singular arrow. She watched with delight as Bee's eyes lit up like candlelight. Satisfied. You know I trust you. Bee whispered, balancing the bow in her hand. Her friend had not let her down. She never had. This bow was expertly crafted, even more expertly bewitched. And the arrow. The two girls stared menacingly at its tip. The air around it wavered and hummed. Edith had used her best charms, her best spells to ensure their success. Failure was not an option, not in a game as important as this one. They hardly had time to say their goodbyes before Edith slipped away into the dark, which was hard, because the stunt they were about to perform was indubitably stupid, wildy, risky. Edith jumped, free-falling down without a sound following her. She denied being able to fly, but B never believed her. Still, she couldn't help but feel a sickening worry bloom to life in her stomach. She was an assassin. Death was part of the gig, but putting someone who meant that much to her on that line, she still didn't feel comfortable with it, despite Edith's assurances that everything would work out. Beatrice took her position, squatting, aiming low, arrow tip gleaming towards the forest floor. Almost in slow motion, Edith came into view, stumbling from the depths of the woods, she had used the illusion spells, casting imaginary wounds across her face, bruises on her neck, and torn clothes. The king and his stallion came crashing into view within seconds, and time itself 
froze. The king gasped, halted all his men, and dismounted his horse in an instant. What he saw was his daughter, who had been kidnapped the night before. What he didn't see was her relationship with the girl who was poised in the tree above to kill him, the girl who, hours ago, had kidnapped his princess. He didn't know of his daughter's magic, and those tragic lackings of knowledge would ultimately lead to his death. Beatrice stared at Edith as the king embraced her. She wondered if she felt any pain, any remorse for what she was a part of. Still, B didn't have any time to dwell on that. This was a time-sensitive matter. B drew the arrow to her cheek, steadied her breath, and closed her eyes. She couldn't watch this next part. Releasing her fingers, she heard the whoosh of the arrow soaring down to earth. She closed her eyes harder as the sound of a body falling to the earth echoed up with a muffled thud. She waited for just a second more and opened her eyes. Edith was lying stomach up on the ground, arrow deep through the center of her sternum, eyes wide and mouth parted ever so slightly. She had a pale, ghostly look on her once rosy and tan face, hands clenched at her side. B grinned. Even in her fake death, she looked so beautiful. The king fell to his knees beside his dead daughter and called out in rage. His men were frozen, clueless. B didn't waste a moment. She made her way down the tree and held her breath. All he had to do was grab the arrow. All he had to do was try and save her. By the time B's feet hit the ground, her entire plan had gone up in smoke. Edith had warned her, Magic is just as temperamental and emotional as a human. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. The king had removed the arrow from his daughter's chest, as planned. He had been cursed from touching it, as planned. Died on the spot, tumbling to the ground with a great thud. But Edith didn't jump to her feet. She didn't run. She just lay there, still as the trees as Beatrice ran to her friend's side. She dropped to her own knees and screamed out. Blood was inching through Edith's tunic, so red it was almost black. B dropped her head, a tear blooming against her cheek. No one moved. Everyone held their breaths, even the soldiers who were straight up dumbfounded at what had just unfolded in a matter of seconds. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Please don't cry. Beatrice looked up so fast she felt dizzy, relief washing over her at her best friend's wide, blinking eyes. She had color on her face, not a drop of blood anywhere on her body. Witches, Bee reminded herself, always full of surprises. Witch, some knight yelled out as Edith rose to her feet, pulling Beatrice up beside her. They all brandished quite large swords and clubs. Unsure, B looked at her friend. Edith winked and drew two swords from thin air behind her. Let's finish this, shall we? 